It's July 18th, a beautiful day for the summer. It's episode 9 for Misinformed Nation, not like 8 last week. Joining us today, we got that dude with the post afterglow I just talked with Alex Jones, Sir Sir Seat Sitter from Abs in a Six Pack. What the fuck's going on? I'm sorry in advance. And newcomer, fill in your fun hole five ways till Friday. It's the clip commander himself from Hog Story, John Fletcher. Oh, I was ready to come all over episode seven, but it's number nine. I guess I'm going to leave now. And I'm Booberry, Mothman in the Miniocalypse. Oh, that worked out nicely. What's going on, yeah. fellas? Hello. Hey, in the morning. In the morning. In the morning. Go pop. Bright and early. It is. It is. Um, it's a beautiful day here, like I already said. It's probably going to get a little, little, little hot. Going to get a little, uh, a little humid. A little sexy. <laughs> um, are you guys doing good? Oh, doing great. It's a nice, bright, it's been sunny hot day here. Here for the last month, so I'm used to it now. Well, hell yeah. Uh, thank you again, Fletcher, for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoy yourself for this episode. Oh, for sure. Thank you for inviting me. I, I, uh, I like, I like you. I like Chris. I like doing this kind of stuff. So thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, hell yeah. And this is a show where we bring, uh, one set of clips from a show featured on the no agenda stream and one set of clips of shows that are not on the no agenda stream. And I'll start this party off. Um, this is a show that I've recently discovered. I, I like it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through the whole discography. Uh, it's very interesting. It's a show called most punk least punk. And this is my off stream show. I should say that this clip encompasses what I like and at the same time, what I don't like about the show. Let's see if we can figure out the part where I'm like, eh, <laughs> Okay, uh, here it is. Well, hey there, everyone. It's Brennan. It's time again for the most punk, least punk show, the punk rock show of record on KWNK FM in Reno, Nevada. And we have like new, new stuff. I'm going to throw a couple old songs in for fun, maybe, but... There's a new track out by a group called The Crew. It's on Epitaph. It's just a single so far. And I was like, well, who the hell is The Crew? When I got this little like thing from Epitaph saying, hey, check out our new single. And so I looked at it, and The Crew is apparently like a bunch of people in a bunch of other old punk bands like Suicidal Tendencies and Pennywise and Rancid and they're all there it's they're all in this band so this is their new track this is called one voice let's get going with it bleeps you don't like the bleeps. i don't like the bleeps and no punk music is fairly notorious for uh having lots of swear words in it and mm-hmm. um there's lots of bleeps in this show i don't know how to feel about that you guys got any uh 
any comments or concerns? That's almost it's on terrestrial radio, right? I I would yeah, imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's still not very. You would punk. think they could unbleep it for the RSS feed version. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what they should have done. Is is just had a non bleeped version put out on the RSS. So I mean, it's cool. Uh, I think I pulled this one from episode one hundred and six. So it's been around for a hot minute. Um, in the earlier episodes, he was doing the, like, um, like the rise and fall and a lot of history based, uh, punk playlists. So he would do specific decades or, uh, go to specific locations or, you know, follow the gene- genealogical tree of punk bands. Cause it's just like metal and rock and roll. Like you can yeah. trace most bands back in a direct path to one specific performer. Elvis. Elvis. Or, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> All punk music comes from Elvis. In case uh, you didn't know. And, you know, I just, it's, I really like the music. He does a lot of really, uh, he does a lot of brand new stuff. He does a lot of old stuff. But I just can't get over the bleeps. It, it, yeah. it completely pulls me out. So I'm not, I'm not sure if I'll stick with them. Um, and unfortunately, for most punk, least punk, I pulled another kind of eye roll clip. You just heard the latest single from Drug Church. It's called Tawny. I hope that is presaging a new record from them. God, it's hard. Uh, before that, an old thing from like the year 2000. That was the forgotten, the forced to believe. And we started with the new release from the crew, a new band made up of old guys who are all in other punk rock bands one upon, once upon a time. There's one voice. has a good message, though. I like that. It's like unity, not taking anything lying down. And, you know, that's really still the thing. That's why this music is relevant. That's why there's always new coming out. Because you just need an angry soundtrack to meet with those feelings that you have inside. When you are fighting against injustice and intolerance, this is the energetic music you need. All right, so let's do another new release. This is an old song by an old band called Gang of Four. But it's just been covered... By Idols. As you guys know, if you listen to this show, one of my favorite groups. So this is Damaged Goods as redone by Idols. And that's the only two clips that I pulled for the show just because so much of it is music. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get um, stricken down or anything. I'm not exactly sure how that works. But. Smited. Um, I won't tell on you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll we'll keep this our little secret. Okay. Shh. Um, I mean, like I said, he he does a he does a fairly wide range of various types of punk. I mean, there's a lot of ska in there, and that's good. The Bruce Lee Band is a new band that I discovered through him, so hmm. I'll stick with it for uh, for a while at least until the I Bruce Lee Band. What kind of music do they do? Ska. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu ska. Don't know if you're allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is it? Jeet Kune Do Ska, then. Fucking fascist! <laughs> Wonton Ska. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are racist. Um, yeah, you know, I'm like I said, kind of, we'll, we'll see how long I can stomach the censorship 
and uh, maybe I'll report back, tell you all if it's gotten any better or worse. Um, my on-stream show. Oh, wait, it, could I say something about the censorship? Yeah, go for it. About bleeping out the cuss words. It would be more punk to not use the, the typical beep. You know, it would, I mean, maybe not more punk, but it would at least be more fun to have, uh, you know, maybe a, a wrong note off a guitar sound or like the guitar hero a, sound yeah, or, or <laughs> yeah. Or a rim shot on a snare yeah. or any of that, you know, a clown horn. I mean, or just a, just a guy going, ah, on behind the schemes. Know. We, we've had to, uh, like when, um, uh, Charlie from aftermath was on, he name dropped the, uh, their follow-up album to, uh, God, I can never remember the name of it, but uh, they have a new album coming out. And he told us what the album was called. And he was like, oh, wait, we're not supposed to tell people that. And I was like, oh, we can go back uh, and overdub it. And I put in duck sounds. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. See, that, Fun- that's all it takes enough, is. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, funnily enough, my off-stream show has a lot of bleeps, but it's for an entirely different reason. I almost brought Congressional Dish as like the side piece for this one because she does the same thing. And I'm like, okay, if you know the golf swing, (laughs) if you know that you're going to be swearing and you're going to be bleeping it out, maybe don't uh, maybe don't swear. No, here's here's her mark. Here's her marketing move. If you sign up for her Patreon, you get the uncensored non bleeped version. Oh, wow. We get to hear Jen Briney say shit or something. Yeah, and fuck. It's crazy. Fuck. (laughs) I would maybe get that just so I could go ISO those swear words out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my uh, on-stream show is one of my favorite shows on the No Agenda stream. It is... One of two places that you could ever hope to find this show. It's a little bit on the weird side because this show is technically not a podcast. And I hope that I'm not breaking any rules. I mean, we don't really have many well, they're rules your rules, here. aren't they? Yeah. And I'm like, rules are made to be broken. And uh, I thought, who else would be more perfect to sit down and provide some commentary? Maybe lay down some clip act clippage action on top of this shit. Are you mofos ready? Oh, we're ready. You are listening to the No No, no Agenda stream where freedom lives and censorship comes to get its ass kicked. I love getting up in the morning to Darren O'Neill. I think that is bullshit. That would have been pretty good. 
<laughs> he just tuned straight into it. <laughs> and just talk shit about it the whole time. There was a there was one day and we couldn't quite get the show together. So I think it was me and Spencer ended up chilling and like uh, providing commentary on top of no agenda or on top of the rock and roll pre-show into no agenda. Um, this is one of my favorite shows. This is this is the hype machine in my book. Um, yes, I didn't feel the, I didn't the feel, no agenda fluffer. I didn't feel comfortable clipping this up because the song just like it's like it kind of reminds me of like a thumping Van Halen. And uh, that's that's, uh, that's kind of what I was going for. Actually, it was a straight up, pretty much a straight up straight up rip off of a Dio riff. Oh, nice. And uh, I just I thought his intro here was too funny not to. Oh yeah, the sweet sounds of John Fletcher there with the intro we love that fletcher and of course we're gonna do it live today it's bill o'reilly's fucking birthday we're gonna do it live who the fuck said that shit so i had to go back through the archives uh i contacted my crack team of researchers and uh experts i mean i myself am an expert um i had to go all the way back to I believe this was the September 10th, 2020 episode. And this episode is important to me. Um, This episode is the very first episode that I got into the troll room for, and I requested a song, which is like, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. It's like, it's not quite a year, but it's, it's almost there. But I realized something actually, let's, uh, let's play this next clip here because this is something Darren and I will always see eye to eye on. Booberry wanted a little bit of Warren Zevon, and when don't I want a little bit of Warren Zevon in the morning? Somebody said lawyers, guns, and money. Well, I've got guns. The other two would be appreciated. <laughs> and I think, honestly, uh, honestly, Darren O blows out least punk or most punk least punk by a mile like there's there's fallout damage there's like shock waves coming in it's just it's not it's not the same shows at all because i think darren's got way more charisma than this other guy's got um well darren's a pro i mean he's got he's got tons of experience behind him and uh and and he's accommodating he humors all of us trolls in the troll room uh, when we give him a little shit or maybe request something a little off the wall. He's he's more than happy to do it and give a little shit back. And that's what I like. Um, and like I said, this is the very first episode that I got in, got a request for. Um, I, re- I even remember what I was doing at the time. I was driving a big uh, genie lift, uh, scissor lift, stapling Ooh. lights up in Sesame Place in Pennsylvania. Rocking out to a little pre-show. But what I find even more interesting, my very first show, very first request, I was able to get a double kill. Yeah, Warren Zevon, Lawyers, Guns, and Money, Omega Project. You have a better idea, I think. Lawyers, Guns, and N95 masks. Those are better than money. 
when it comes to the times of COVID, Monday. to this great pandemic we have going on. And uh, like why not money, play the though. pandemic theme song? Also, Booberry wanted to hear either Warren Zevon or Blue Oyster Cult. And while I'm listening to Warren Zevon and reading about N95 masks with Omega Project, I figured we have to play the pandemic theme song. Don't fear the reaper. Here on the mighty no agenda stream, turn it up, let your neighbors hear. You don't know how long you have, you might have the Rona. Rona is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rona's bad. Okay. Okay. Rona's bad. Um, and I, I got a couple of ISOs out of that one. Booberry wanted a little bit of Warren Zevon, and when don't I want a little bit of Warren Zevon in the morning? Lawyers, guns, and N95 masks. And of course, we're going to do it live today. And that's what I got. Nice. I'm, nice. Yeah. Short and sweet like, today. Well, I uh, definitely made up for the short part. I'm still going to probably have to cut these on the fly. Then, uh, terrible, you get razor blade get, terrible to get my clips down. It's just, uh, but I, I can hit you with the ISO first off. Um, you want to play my, uh, probably just do two ISOs up front. Uh, you can play Cunty. Play oh, you want me to play? I can Cunty. play. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we'll, we'll fix that in post. Um, yeah, this is Cunty. 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 And uh, <laughs> here's the full context of that. Anticipation of my imminent knighthood, please reserve the title Sir Rick Hallowed Rider of the Purple Sage for my cross-country country antic. <laughs> <laughs> cross-country is kind of cool. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't resist on that. That's not even one of the shows I brought. I just had to get had to find somewhere to use it. Um, yeah, I'll save the rest of my ISOs for later, but this is... Um, an NPR show I brought. It's called the Crazy Gravy Navy uh, Shipyard Improv Hour on NPR. Something like that. How's that go? <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Crazy Nuts Naval Ship Hour. This is the B-Man, the number one improviser on the naval ship and then go say hi to my first mate improviser and first mate the a-train hi and today welcome aboard welcome aboard the improv <laughs> navy, navy navy ship. ship the gravy navy the crazy nuts ride the gravy ship all the way to improv town and today we are going to do some suggestions from some callers Oh, we should take some callers. That's a good idea. That's a good part of the show. This is NPR. You're listening to NPR. NPR. News, music, culture. NPR. It's not what NPR hey. stands for. <laughs> yeah, I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Me being a band so, nerd, I, uh, I liked the use of the English horn there, though, and that was pretty nice. <laughs> what's the so difference? What's a, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Booberry. I was just going to ask, the what's the difference between English and French? French the ones. cigarette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the baguette. Uh, uh, if Darren was here, he would play the that French-Canadian weirdo as a potty mouth drop. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't have that one. That's too bad. Uh, so, so what they do on this NPR show is they essentially go through a phone book and call people and take suggestions for their improv scenes. Mm. Um, yeah. So this is, 
and there's some bleeps in here because they have to bleep out personal information when a person answers. If you ever want to make a suggestion, just wait by your phone. And the crazy nuts, Navy, gravy, Navy, will call you and get a suggestion. Now for another scene. Another scene. <laughs> okay. So we should call someone. Let's see. And we'll get some suggestions. I need some water. Well, don't touch my water. Don't touch my water. Don't Why? touch What's my water. It? I'm microdosing. I put LSD in there. Did you really? Yes. Why can't you just have your own water? Here's a here's a message to all women out there. You're annoying. <laughs> That's all. Hi, thank you for calling. How may I help you? Hey, this is the crazy nuts uh, naval improv ship or whatever we're on npr and we need suggestions for our scene i'm here with the a train hi could hi you, could you just give us a name a person place or thing a yeah, name a holiday some sort of an action yeah we're doing an improv radio show we've seen some suggestions it's on npr oh okay um well you could do like a coffee shop you could do two people meeting up for coffee perfect okay. or it's someone's you could be it's the first time seeing each other in 10 years <gasps> that's good that's a good idea okay first time see and then we're at a coffee shop yeah awesome okay, okay. great that's we'll great. go with that thank you <laughs> thank you no that's Enjoy. a good that's have a fun good, thank you we you will who does this remind you of who does this remind you of smelling hair oh uh, your mom our president <laughs> oh, Joe Biden, that's true. He, he likes hair. to sniff kids. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy NPR, shit. they're not going to allow that shit for too much longer. <laughs> I'm sure they got a phone uh, call. <laughs> uh, this is the next phone call. Hi, it's uh, the B-man from the, I'm the captain of the improv ship in the Gravy Navy with the crazy nuts. And we're doing a, uh, we're doing our show and we're just getting suggestions from local people for our improv scene. So, so far we got from another place we got, uh, we're meeting at a coffee shop and we haven't seen each other for 10 years. So can you give us okay. another suggestion, please? I'm sorry. Let me put you in hold. Somebody can take this phone call. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Hurry up. Uh, let me just put you on hold. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just playing these. These this is the this last one is just the setup to get you uh, the palette wet to understand kind of what happens on the show. Hello. Hi, I'm gonna transfer you to the. Oh. Okay, and they'll give us a suggestion. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> now this this clip is. Feel free to shout and have me pause it. This is the long clip. The rest are back to being short this one is long as hell but i tried clipping it down and it just lost all context so this is just this clip is just to show you unedited how varying this show can be in just a four or five minute span can i well, thanks for sending me that text scuba oh sorry go ahead oh no this i was just gonna say with their gravy navy <laughs> this show kind of reminds me of the quality product that we all put out but I'm having a disconnect that it's coming from NPR. Okay. You know yeah, what I that mean? That threw me for I, a loop I'm being on NPR I, and then talking about Joe Biden sniffing hair. 
and I'm sniffing kids. I'm going to give kids. up the gag. It's not NPR. This is uh, the world record podcast with Brendan Walsh, and every show, pretty much, unless they have a guest on, is an excuse to prank call people. Uh, so specifically this episode, they're doing an improv NPR show. Sometimes oh. they'll be just, like, they spent the first 45 minutes of their most recent show on one customer service call with the manufacturer of Aussie Bites talking about putting Legos up their butt. It's crazy how long they can keep people who are busy at their jobs on the line, just trolling them. Like, I'm well, sometimes with these places, uh, you're not allowed to hang up the phone. If a customer calls, you, you can't hang up. And so that's great. That's the best part is finding businesses uh, like that where they're not allowed to hang up on you. <laughs> well, this is this is a long one, but I think you'll be kind of impressed about how widely varying uh, what takes place in these. I can't speak for everyone, but well, thanks for I love long ones. <laughs> hey. Well, thanks for sending me that text, Scoober. I've been meaning to. I've been wanting to see you. Funny story. I was trying to text someone else. Oh. And uh, I accidentally texted you. I thought what we had was special. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my prince is waiting for me. Wait, who's the prince that you married to? He's the prince of Wales. Oh, I get it. Because he's fat too. <laughs> Princess Diameter is married to the Prince of Wales, the fattest prince in the world. He is the fattest prince in the, in the world, and he really is about the size of a whale. Hey, how's it going? This is uh, the B-Man, and we're in the middle of an improv scene uh, with the A-Train. She's Princess Diameter, and she's married to the Prince of Wales, who's the fattest prince in the world, and she's the fattest <laughs> princess. And we were looking for maybe some more... Cause so here, I'll set the scene for you. This scene was uh, based on suggestions from other people. We're at a coffee how shop. How many? How many people? How two. many people helped? Yeah, there were two people. <laughs> oh, how many people oh, in the scene? Wait. It's me. It's the two of us. And we're at a coffee shop. We haven't seen each other for 10 years. And uh, I'm. This is, not the, this is not the coffee shop. This is a restaurant. No, I know. I'm talking about in our scene. Our scene? Yeah, listen, hear this? Hear all that ambient noise? I can't understand you. Well, that's that. Wait, just give us a one suggestion: a person, a place, or a thing. Yeah, or a movie, or a style of movie. Uh, your your voice cutting. Your voice cutting. Cutting. Voice cutting. Voice cutting. Yes, you can call back, please. Um, and that is that a suggestion? Voice cutting. Voice cutting. So maybe. <clears throat> Princess diameter. I have bad news. What is it? I have to get my voice cut out. My vocal Why? Because you're such an... Everything you say makes you sound like an asshole. <laughs> oh, okay. So since you're a princess now, you think you can talk to me like that? Yeah, actually I can. I'm not the fattest princess in the world, even though you just told me that I am. Why? Was there an even fatter one that came about somehow? <laughs> Fuck off, Scoober. Oh, really? Yeah, really. You know what? I wish you had got... I wish that shark ate your dick off and your heart. Oh, really? Because check this out. <laughs> Scoober, why did you shoot me? I didn't. I'm still alive. Yeah. And scene. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. 
It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. We all want, want to go to back, back to, work, to the things we love. Be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really Shut looking up. forward to is going to opening day in Texas <laughs> Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. And tacos. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. Jimmy so Carter. Urge you to get oh, wow. vaccinated. The only one who's not a war criminal. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. So take, it's up to you, America. COVID-19 vaccinations. Right uh, listen to all the war criminals and pedophiles, most trustworthy people <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> and uh, get the vaccine. Because they care about you. Well, and get the vaccine. They don't ever mention that the vaccine helps with the virus, but it allows you to go to a baseball game, I guess. <laughs> get your, you to do all the things you love, like see Michelle's see mom. See Michelle's mom birthday. and give her a hug, which give is kind of break, messed up. Give me a break, dude. You've fucking seen her. You're so full of shit, Obama. They, were, they went to the French Laundry with... Uh, yeah, Gavin. Oh, I like that. Gavin Newsom. I do like his, I do like his ad. It's like, Gavin Newsom has California roaring back. Well, it's funny because, yeah, it was like he... Opened up, oh, like what was the, uh, there was a, there was an ad where it's like basically saying like he undid the lockdowns and let you get back to yeah, normal. It's like, like, but he like, locked everybody down. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, he's like Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Oh, dude, that's an improv <laughs> suggestion. It's like Pinocchio's uh, governor. Okay. So we'll start. We'll take it from there. Wait, I thought we were out of the improv. Stuff. Well, then you just spit out some gold. Stuff. You spit out some gold. I want to be taken seriously. Well, nobody's going <laughs> to listen to you about Gavin Newsom because you're an anti-vaxxer. He's hot. You're an anti-vaxxer and you're a Trumper. So? <laughs> I should have just yourself. let you guys believe that it was still NPR throughout the... I would have believed it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would have believed it. Uh I, well, I think what primed me to believe it. all that in is one piece. Cause like they go into a, with, with no warning, just go into that vaccine PSA. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And that was pretty good. And, uh, that's pretty funny. I'll have to look that one up. Tell me what the name is again. This is the world record podcast with Brandon. Came right off. Sure did. I just I'm shot it right off. Visor off. Why? Cause it's. Never take your visor off when you're on the world record podcast starring Brendan Walsh. You know what? That kind of hurts my feelings. Don't I star in it too? You're part of it. Just part What's of it. What's in there? What's in that coffee? Elephant cum mixed with some diarrhea. Mm. How much does an elephant cum do you think? Ah, uh, more Two than liters. a horse. That's for sure. Definitely, and a horse comes right? a lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, this, that thunder this, surprised the shit out of me. That's a gun. This is the only podcast with a oh. gun, and the best use of green screen I've seen. It's like Nick the Rat and OBDM were are the top two green screen uses on the on No Agenda stream shows. But this, this they must do a lot in post production because it's crazy. Like it, they'll they'll be waving this gun around and shooting it constantly for the last couple episodes, and it 
actually looks like they're shooting a gun. So there's a lot of post production that goes in. I'm sure. Um, trigger people. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> the, uh, last clip of the Crazy Navy, and then I'll go to their uh, rep with their some other clip, other, the other set of clips from them. Shorter, but um, this they they call this. I'm gonna skip the setup. Just go to the the punchline for this one. They call this lady on the phone. She's at a busy restaurant, and they're like, "Oh, she's like, we're uh, this is a restaurant. We're kind of busy." They're like, oh, so. Her suggestion is a, it's a busy restaurant. They're like, wait, we just did a coffee shop. We can't do that. They keep this woman on the phone for like five minutes until her manager comes up and starts like yeah, getting on to her about why she's still on the phone. Oh. She's like, my manager's here. He's, and they're like, oh, put the manager on the phone. She's like, no, she's really busy. Fat and ugly that you don't even have any friends. Nobody likes you. Oh, they start roast. They they just make this waitress listen to them roast each other on the phone for like five minutes. It's Fat and ugly that you don't even have any friends. Nobody likes you. And also, you're not really that nice. All right. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Did somebody just fart? Oh, wait. No, it was the A train, and she was talking. <laughs> yeah. The manager what? The manager. Okay, yeah, put the manager on the phone. He's oh. really busy. So. Oh, dude, oh, I could roast the manager. Oh, yeah. Hey, the A train will roast the man manager. Put him on the line. Oh. Hey, manager, manage my fucking ass, you bitch. <laughs> uh, can you manage uh, D's? D's nuts? No! D's nuts! D's nuts! Got him. D's nuts! Just firing a gun in the air. <laughs> Here, watch. I'm going to shoot right past your head. Ready? <laughs> D's nuts! <laughs> but yeah, the visual component really makes the show, and they get some really big guests. They had Joe Rogan on last episode, and uh, they had Dr. Fauci on before that. Um, really good. Really good stuff. Yeah. Just slap it on. Just slap it on the most wide tongue depressors. You want to slap it on. Now, what if you put um, a slapping sound, like a slap, like a like when you slap, like a piece of jello or some. If you take the back of a spoon and hit some plain yogurt, it's going to make a kind of a sound, you know? Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You want to do that? It's like a splat. All almost. right. I don't think I want to well, like hear a him talking about of, my, like a, a vagina. I can't believe he asked. What do you mean? He's a doctor. I don't He's know. I mean, oh, it's yeah, a little invasive. I, you don't ask no, women about yeast infections. This bee man, he mentioned an actual like yeast infection of the vagina. Listen, I, I didn't mention that. Dr. Fauci, listen, is this the sound you're going for? Uh, that's a bit more of a squirt. I think it's more of a splat than okay. a, not so much a squirt. How about this one? How about this one? Is that? that sounds sort of like a, uh, a diarrhea that was held back and then all of a sudden was let loose. Let me see. Let's see. There might be another one. It's more like a, you know, like, again, it's way too much liquid. I'm talking about yeah. more of a splat. So, as you can see, it's a very scientific show. They have medical experts on. Um, it sounded talking very about scientific. real science. Yeah. Real science. Yeah. <laughs> you might be able to answer for me, Dr. Fauci. I think I have the talent to smell when a woman's on her period. Is that possible? Yes, uh, all men do. I think it's they suppress it by doing things like playing basketball or uh, going jogging. But all men can smell when a woman is on her period. It's just something you know, that we don't really talk about. Did you know one time I lived with um, this gay couple, my two best gay guy Ooh, friends? Wait, hold on. I think this is it. That was it. 
That's pretty good. Pretty darn close. Okay. Go ahead, Amanda. Sorry. And um, they were, I guess, they told me this the next morning, but Keaton, my friend, was like, you know, they were in bed together and they could smell, they smelled something bad. And they were like, what is that smell? And Keaton was like, well, I think Amanda's on her period. <laughs> and then they realized it was a skunk that had sprayed. <laughs> and they told me that. I'm like, my pe- I was like really offended. I'm like, do you think I smell that? Ba-? Like you would be able to smell my period from the next room? And then I smell like a skunk. I was very offended. I actually like the smell of skunks. I have some. I don't mind. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Something I forgot to bring up because I think it was one of the clips that I ended up cutting out and not using. Aaron from that used to be the producer for Tinfoil Hat is the producer on this show. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And every time it cuts to Aaron and they talk to him, they just have a puppet of Aaron sitting there behind the computer when it shows him on the screen. They they put the same type of EQ on her voice as they've put on Christina P's voice from uh, YMH. Uh, she sounds a lot like Christina P. Yeah, yeah. That's all I could hear was this. Any, I feel like any vegan protester girl has a stinky badge. Uh, that's yeah, neither here nor there. Practice stinky badges. He can look at your period, though. Why? You just, you just want to look at her period, right? I just want to check the, the skunk smell out. I've never heard of that before. I, my period doesn't smell like skunk. I wasn't even wasn't on my the, period at the time. You just said you were and it did, so I'm just... No, my I'm roommate just, thought I, I was. Said. I think what, her, what she's asking, Dr. Fauci, I think what the A-Train wants to know is... Does she need you to perform a full gynecological exam or can she just bring her period in for you to look at? What, like in a jar or a cup? I would be happy to do a full no. exam. Uh, that's no problem. So just schedule no, it my staff No, I don't want to we'll figure out some time. I don't. Uh, okay. Home stretch here for these guys. Uh, trust the science. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you're being combative with Dr. Fauci. That's. It's a uh, B-man. It's very common that women yeah. will be combative in this I situation. I wonder why. I wonder why. You know, I used to do stand-up comedy. Uh, that's uh, pretty much for a living. Um, uh, pretty much. And uh, never, 99% of the problems I would have with an audience member, it was always, it was oh always a woman. Give me a break. Is there a medical well, reason common. for that, Dr. Fauci? Well, it could be that the woman was on her period and she was bothered by the smell of skunk. Yeah. And she was just so irritated by the skunk smell that she sought to lash out against a person who did not have a skunk smell. Uh-huh. You Very shouldn't be saying to, uh, stuff like that, Dr. Fauci. You're going to get canceled. You're Why get would he trouble. get canceled for saying facts? Trust for the science. For saying a girl okay. was on her, probably okay. on her period. So hold on. Hold on. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, ready? Everybody, hold on. So you're saying in some instances you're going to trust the science, but when it doesn't suit your needs, then don't don't trust the science. I, <laughs> um, wow. This when is, is modern I, this science going to find like a cure exact. for a woman's mouth? Oh, sorry. I'm stepping on you. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's a good clip. I, uh, hear, I want to hear that ISO one more time. Oh, okay. When is modern science going to find a cure for a woman's mouth? Yes, science! <laughs> so this this is like my just right up my alley as far as this type of sense of humor um Bernie walsh has always been one of my favorite comics and the only problem with the show is they paywall the last half of the episode on patreon uh, um but it's i've never seen any ads or anything on it so 
it's the the old, this is the first thing that's actually made me want to sign up for a Patreon account just to see this. But if you like your mom's house, it's a husband and wife podcast, so it's same idea, really funny. Okay. Uh, last clip from them. I'm a scientist. I will tell you this. Yeah. Uh, a recent study from the National Transportation Safety Board in conjunction with the uh, the Ver uh, CDC found that 95% of all fatal car accidents are involved with women on their periods. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, that's your heard it here first, folks. Dr. Fauci. What, they're so pissed off that they get into car accidents because they're on their period? Give me a break. That's exactly what's going on. Get this so quack crazy. off the phone. You know what? I would say the way you're behaving, it's, I would I would guess. You think I, I'm on my period? Yeah, but well, I'm not. Smell, well, I know because it doesn't smell in here. <laughs> it smells normal in here. It smells like Aaron's fucking oh. Axe body spray, and I like it. Uh, well, I know that was a long way to go, but, man, I had a really hard time even narrowing it down to that many clips. But fucking great show, World Record Podcast. Oh yeah, I'll have to check it out. I uh, and check out the video as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see the video angle, <clears throat> just because I think uh, Nick the Rat and OBDM rocks it so hard. It's it's up yeah, it's about it's on par with Nick the Rat, OBDM. Uh, it's a different style, but they yeah, you'll have to. It's hard to explain without seeing it, but yeah, they they're all over the place with the green screen. It's really funny. Um, I do, and for my on stream, I was another reason I pulled so many clips. Is because I was really not looking forward to doing this on stream. It's a fucking terrible show, and yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you gonna say, Boober? I was gonna fact check you. Uh, there is another show that has figured out, uh, or not figured out, but the they've acquired a rifle, and that would be us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm oh, in yes. Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Mind I laying. stand corrected. <laughs> All right, so let's get this out of the way. This show is uh, pretty fucking terrible, but sometimes there's good parts. And I'll go ahead and play you my favorite part um, of this. Is it podcast. the titties? Best part of the show. Best part of the show. I think it's time to call it a night. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. Now, oh, adios, guys. Have a good night. Adios. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I hear, when I, <laughs> I get happy when I hear that. Um, this, <laughs> these guys, I don't... I can't remember their names. Um, Hot like Stable Derby and... Stable yeah. Derby and Old Asshead or something. <laughs> um, I, I don't even give two shits because I don't... I'm, but whoever these guys are, um, they, they talk... They, they, like, talk about anime and then they s snuggle their little anime wife pillows because they're fucking weebs. I don't think they're and, little. I think it's the full body, like the full, yeah, it's the full body, body set. Pillow. Body pillow. Bed one, yeah. And they both have put on voices. I can't believe two people would actually talk like that in real life ever. I can't yeah, believe no. that the one voice always gets so frustrated about the uh, audio quality of the other voice. You would imagine that if they're in the same room, just it's like, got to be a bit. There's no There's no way somebody would do a podcast with such poor internet connection. I've never heard of that. Definitely it was never my understanding that, that it was a bit, and it's one guy playing both characters because they sound exactly the same. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because um, it sounds too much like Bill Gates to be a real person. So you think it's Bill yes. Gates doing both of the voices? I mean, that would 
That would make sense, I think. Maybe just some oh, Bill Gates random be, uh, Bill Gates unsuccessful voice actor being uh, some dude, and then also Bill Gates. You know, hey, uh, hey <laughs> Fletcher, ask me, ask me, uh, be like, hey, Chris, are you going to listen to Rare Encounter tonight, live at seven p.m. on Wednesday? Hey, hey, Chris, are you going to listen to Rare Encounter live uh, Wednesday night, seven p.m. on Wednesday? I was thinking about it, but then I decided to heat up two screwdrivers with a blowtorch and cram them as far as I can into my fucking ears. <laughs> so Until here's they the, touch. <laughs> so here's here's a tip here's, tip. here's my main gripe with this show. <laughs> OBDM has been around longer than no agenda. And you know what time their showtime is on Wednesday? You wanna guess? Seven PM. Seven PM Eastern! And this fucking show that's only just now been around a year takes that time slot. It's a little Sparkle. uncool. It's a little uncool. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, anyway, and they have, like, some serious drinking problems, I've noticed. Um, yeah, one of them drinks it cider. It would be funny. Cider. Yeah, who get, I don't even know how you get drunk on cider, but these fucking assholes... Do it all the time. With all uh, those cocks. All those cocks. Bamrose talking about <laughs> cocks again. You know, what, what can we do with the... Uh, now he's covering the story of uh, Sony versus Cox cable. Uh, this... Uh, this, uh, 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 <laughs> it's like these guys are constantly hammered on this show, and which I've never done. I've never been drunk on the air because I'm a fucking professional. But these oh, guys same. are constantly. Same. I would hammered. never get that drunk. You know, it sounded like they were about to pass out. Of course, I've never passed out uh, doing a show on the podcast ever. Never. I will admit that there's been times in my life where I've been there where. You know, you get that last shot in there, and you're starting to feel a little queasy, and then you pop outside of the bar, head around to the alley, and two-finger salute to the ground to make more room. That's kind of like, you know, I, I, I really... Yeah, but you're not doing a podcast while you're doing that. No, because I'm a professional. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I empathize with, uh, with their current situation. I hope that they're able to, you know, find the help, help that they need. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe a 12-step yeah. program. It would be funny if it wasn't so sad. And listen, here's just another example of them being hammered, and they have never have any fucking idea what they're talking. Gonna have Rob Do on, I, I think for the second time. Who? Who? This guy named Rob Do. He's a he's on NAS. Um, I'm trying to remember what his background is, but he's he's. I'm trying to remember if he was the guy who worked at InfoWars. InfoWars. Or if he was someone else. Um, but uh, I think he's been on there before. If I'm, if I have the, uh, the, uh, uh, the name right in my head. So we're, we're going to check that out and see if it's who I think it is. I could be completely wrong. I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, and that's what's uh, cooking. That's what's cracking in the podcast world. <laughs> At least our little Oh, there uh, should be some nectar.
tonight. Old acid even sounded drunker than able. I mean, what are, I don't remember what their names are. I'm already ruining this bit. Um, oh, it's uh, not a bit. It's not a bit. This is 100%. Uh, yeah. And we had, uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> and we had, uh, let's see, oh, a new episode of Misinformed Nation. Episode 6 was out. And yeah, Bemrose uh, was on that. And Ryan Bemrose was on as a guest, trying to figure out how to end this podcast. You know, every podcast he goes on, he always <laughs> asks, so how do you end this show? Maybe you guys should think about how to end your show, like permanently. That would be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's called the stop button, and uh, then you know, burn your computer. Yeah, <laughs> get the heavy metals out of your computer that you're making better use Cunty. of it that way. Uh, okay, last clip from this. I mean, I, honestly, it didn't even deserve to be brought up, but yet you did. Uh, yeah. So that's an interesting show, Misinformed Nation. I don't know. If I was producing it, I'd, I I think it needs some more punch. It needs some more uh, some people who are just mad about these shows. And I'm not saying full, uh, full, um, you know, Carl with a K. Yeah, right. not yeah. not that level. But it's like you can pick, you can rag on people more. We're not mad about Rare Encounter. We're sad about it. Yeah, we're sad. It's for Beautiful. sure. I got I got some punch for you. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff they talk about on the show oh here's how great the show is it's like oh, come on well, it's that, not just yeah, a I, review you gotta you know give it to people I, I too you know it's there's well, I my agree because it's it's way too much of a love fest it's uh it's a little long the whole bring one show from the stream and one off that's a little <laughs> bit extended as well but one, they should talk to each other, too, because the last you know episode, two people brought Hog Story, and that gets a little bit repetitive, especially <laughs> if you bring the same clips. And it's an interesting concept, but you've got to do a little bit more and maybe bring a show that the other two haven't heard and make them listen to an episode and then be like, okay, you know, Abel Kirby, you've never heard this. So before we go on, I say, listen to this show. And then during that episode, be like, hey, what did you think of that? And get I hate this idea, by the way. But also... Hog Story. They bring up Hog Story. Oh. Hog Story, great show. Great show. Hog Story, great show. Rare Encounter, not so much. At, you know, a fresh perspective from somebody and, uh, you know, maybe not do six different shows in one episode. Yeah. Maybe cut that down a little bit. It, uh, if this is a recommendation so, so show, I'm, it could be six minutes. It could be ten minutes long. Like, dog, it could be ten I, minutes I'm long. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to defend Miss Blaney's honor and say that if you feel that hog story is being a bit repetitive, you haven't drank enough. If you if you went on uh, misinformed nation and you said rare encounter was good, I think you might be wrong. You've <laughs> where's the fire? Come right, on, right, I was well, waiting to get flamed here. I know it's kind of like Carolyn brought rare encounter on. I know. I listened. I think she should have been mean to me. <laughs> Come on, Carolyn. I can take it. Do it. I will say that from my neck of the woods where I originate from, and that's, you know, down south, a good upstanding southern boy. We don't typically use words like dog. We just use words like bitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm trying to think. I believe. Oh, like dog. Mm. Okay. Dog. 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 Come on, dog. <laughs> you think um, Joe Biden's like, come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well the uh that's the 
painful, ear grating, nails on a chalkboard abortion that is rare encounter with two guys that talk like this all the time. Hey, hey, I'm cold acid. Hey, everybody, I'm cold acid. So, yeah, I'm I'm Abel Kirby. And, uh, (laughs) oh boy. And I I got all this stuff here and, uh, a vocal harmonizer, and I'm not going to use it because, uh, why would I do anything cool on my show? You have my uh, ISOs pulled up, Boober. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pull up. I could be like, oh, let me be the background static. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got your ISOs. Uh, where are they at? You play uh, Might Be Wrong. The ISO Might Be Wrong. If you if you went on uh, Misinformed Nation and you said Rare Encounter was good, I think you might be wrong. Truest thing I've ever heard on this. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, the truth always <laughs> wants to come out, you know? I was hoping I could keep a straighter face, but I was cracking up that whole time. But uh, all joking aside, Rare Encounters had some episodes that had me die and laugh at the uh, the Star Wars, um, the Star Wars fan made clips they were playing. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not into anime, but yeah, they do a fun show, great show. It's uh, live at seven Eastern every Wednesday. Uh, the only real complaint I have of Everything I said that I did stand by was it's OBDM showtime. So there is that. <laughs> yeah, there is um, that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. a great show, uh, and they, uh, you know, they are uh, they are really nice guys, both of them, and and they do talk about interesting things, especially potatoes. Who doesn't potato want news. Uh, news about potatoes every week? I know I do. Am yeah, I no, kidding? I, Am I serious? I don't know. Do you know how many potatoes it takes to kill an Irishman? Seven. None. <laughs> ah, ah, famine jokes. <laughs> That's why I come on this show. <laughs> One stop uh, shop yeah, all for all they, your famine needs. <laughs> I I do like cold and able. Uh, they're like the cane and able of podcast. <laughs> well, I think cold acid. Uh, uh, he's he's a. Uh, been on hog story the most number of times wasn't he the first yes i think so too yes oh. very he was the first. very legal <laughs> they're, they're yeah no, they, uh, mean, they they run a they run a good show over there and that does it for me except for my isos if you want to go through uh the last four i have left there Boober. uh here's pretty close that's pretty good pretty darn close oh slap one just slap it on you want to slap <laughs> it on <laughs> That was it. Just, that was I, I it. Like, uh, I like pretty close and that's it. It's into show or something like that. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, I got this. Well, is it my turn? Is it my turn now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I was, well, I got. Sorry for putting her. Uh, no, that was some good shit, man. Uh, I can't believe they got that wasted, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was really it's, funny. Because <laughs> uh, when you slowed it down... Especially that second slow one. I was like, holy shit. It does. He's like, and I don't, I could be wrong. I didn't really pay attention. (laughs) Uh, Holy shit. All pot, like fuck speeding them up. Fuck listening at one and a half speed. Listen to them at like 0.75. That was at (laughs) 0.5. Oh, great. (laughs) 0.5 is even better. Uh, go into my podcast player settings. Go ahead and preset that. <laughs> and preset it, that right now. It makes it makes everybody sound drunk. Like I can only imagine how idiotic I sound at point five p. 
peed. Everybody does. I first figured that out when we were doing, we were listening to the Hillary podcast early on in the show. I hit it up on like the podcast player in the browser and I was like, what happens if you just turn it down to half speed and Hillary sounded hammered? It's like this. It's great. But yeah. She probably uh, really is hammered. Well, yeah, I bet she, she consumes a fuck ton of alcohol and then they shoot her up with uh, some stimulants to get her back on track. Little IV travel drip bags or something. Oh, yeah, that's why she wears the big thick pantsuits. Cocaine and whiskey. That's what I call a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, as my first uh, appearance on this show, I've created, I've I've, uh, committed a a faux pas because I know the format where uh, we bring an off stream show and a stream show. And in all honesty, I couldn't decide on a stream show. There's really so many and so many that I like. I uh, I started taking clips and then I didn't think they were they were very good. So what I decided to do was just bring an entertainment podcast and an informative podcast. They are both off stream shows. Um, I, I encourage everybody that's listening. Of course, if people are listening, they're more than likely uh, listeners of the No Agenda Show and part of the community. And there's resources out there for everybody to go and find uh, these streams or these shows that are on the stream. And, uh, you know, give every single one of them at least a listen. And uh, tell them what you think. There's so many. I mean, Chris doing abs in a six-pack. Boobs doing behind the schemes with Lavish. Uh, we all know about Darren O and, and Bemrose. And, of course, a, a Rare Encounter. There's OBDM, you guys were saying. And... Uh, Meet Us Pod and Fun Fact Friday, which are very fun. Billy Bones. There's so the many. Don't forget Bowl yeah. After Bowl. And Bowl After Bowl. Bones, yeah. And see, that's why there's I, so I, many and so many good so ones. Many and I always feel like a I dick think it's when I forget some 40 of them. different shows on there now. Is what yeah. Is saying, right? Something like that. It's something like that. And yeah. so, yeah, sorry to uh, to do it. But, hey, Boo Bear, you said right at the beginning of the show that uh, rules are made to be broken. And uh, I done broke them. First rattle out of the bag, right out of the gate. So uh, I'm going to let you two decide what you want first. Do you want the informative podcast or do you want the entertainment podcast? Mm, let's say... This uh, misinformed nation. So the one that's not informative, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure how that works. Let's do some entertainment. Okay, we'll do some entertainment. <clears throat> this is a show I've, I've listened to this for for years, like maybe seven, eight years and uh, it is a pretty popular podcast, I, I want to say. And uh, let me know if you guys have heard of it. It's Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know these guys. Yep. Yeah. And, I think this uh, is one of the first podcasts I actually heard of outside of probably Rogan. Like, you, they've been around a long time. Yeah, a long time. A long time. I, uh, I started listening to them early. Um, one of these kids that... Uh, helps out at the, the the place I used to work at during the summertime when we were busy. Uh, she had told me about it. And uh, I was hooked right off the bat. I like this kind of humor and uh, just how dry and straightforward it is. And, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll just go right into it. To start things off, I've been asked to read this brief notice. The City Council announces the opening of a new dog park at the corner of Earl and Somerset near the Ralphs. 
they would like to remind everyone that dogs are not allowed in the dog park. People are not allowed in the dog park. It is possible you will see hooded figures in the dog park. Do not approach them. Do not approach the dog park. The fence is electrified and highly dangerous. Try not to look at the dog park and especially do not look for any period of time at the hooded figures. The dog park will not harm you. And I like the format, how it's it's set up like a, a community community radio station. And uh and the jokes are, are subtle and uh dark and and I like that. I I've showed this podcast to a few people, and more than once I've I've had them say, It feels like I'm being programmed listening to this show. Like what are they trying to get me to do? Am I being activated? Like maybe. I haven't been activated yet from listening to it, and I've been, like I said, listening to it for seven or eight years. Well, that's what they'd want you to think if you were activated. I'd hope so, yeah. (laughs) So you're laying up at the stars, counting the endless bounty of light. Do you ever sit there and wonder to yourself, am I a spook? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe so, And, and this is another one that maybe this clip will activate some listeners. Just a reminder to all the parents out there. Let's talk about safety when taking your children out to play in the scrublands and the sand wastes. You need to give them plenty of water. Make sure there's a shade tree in the area and keep an eye on the helicopter colors. Are the unmarked helicopters circling the area black? Probably world government. Not a good area for play that day. Are they blue? That's the sheriff's secret police. They'll keep a good eye on your kids and hardly ever take one. Are they painted with complex murals depicting birds of prey diving? No one knows what those helicopters are or what they want. Do not play in the area. Return to your home and lock the doors until a sheriff's secret policeman leaves a carnation on your porch to indicate that the danger has passed. Cover your ears to blot out the screams. Also, remember, Gatorade is basically soda, so give your kids plain old water and maybe some orange slices when they play. World police. It's a little spooky. Not a good day for play that day. A little spooky. Just a little. (laughs) I found their book in a, uh, I forgot what year it came out, I found it in a thrift shop. It's in my two-read pile. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I was wanting to see a live performance, but then fear pandemic hit, and everybody was afraid of nice, clean, beautiful, fresh air. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yes, yeah. Um, I've got a, got another one. Uh, it's a little short, and it's just um, isolating the type of humor that permeates this show. And now for a brief public service announcement. Alligators. Can they kill your children? (laughs) Yes. Along those lines, to get personal for a moment, I think the best way to die would be swallowed by a giant snake. Going feet first and whole into a slimy maw would give your life perfect symmetry. 
<laughs> oh my. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Perfect symmetry. I love it. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> I better be terrifying both ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, I don't remember the way I came in and. With all luck, I won't remember the way I go out either. <laughs> and, uh, well, here's a, here's a message from their sponsors. And now, a message from our sponsors. I took a walk on the cool sand dunes, brittle grass overgrown, and above me in the night sky, above me I saw... Bitter taste of unripe peaches and a smell I could not place nor could I escape. I remembered other times that I could not escape. I remembered other smells. The moon slunk like a wounded animal. The world spun like it had lost control. Concentrate only on breathing and let go of ideas you had about nutrition and alarm clocks. I took a walk on the cool sand dunes, brittle grass overgrown, and above me, in the night sky, above me I saw. This message was brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> Which uh, gave me one of these ISOs. This message was brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> like, that's, that's another great one to end the show on. Um, I I thought it was going to be the Brittle Grass was going to be the sponsor or something. Oh, yeah. See, it leaves you guessing the whole time. The whole time. And, uh, and like I said, I really like the community radio uh, bit that is the show. Uh, with the just single host there, Cecil, just uh, relaying uh, what's going on in town or events that are going on. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, here's some more uh, from their uh, community. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, what episode are they on? Because I, I think it was oh now they're seven or eight years ago I heard it. of the show. And this, this guy that worked at the cigar shop in the mall where you, you could smoke in there and stuff. So I'd go in there for smoke breaks inside the mall in there where I was working. And... Uh, he would always be listening to that show. That's how I heard about it. Oh, okay. Um, gotta see, their their website is not the greatest. Uh, but, I mean, you're always welcome to go to welcometonightville.com. You want to check them out. They, Like Booberry said, they, they got a book out. Maybe two. And um, let's see. I can just easily look at my podcast. Oh, uh, I mean, 105 is what episode they're on now. Oh, so it's and not they a do, regular release. Uh, it's like maybe two a month. Mm, when uh, when the Rona came around, it was like one a month. And that's my main complaint about the show is just like with anything where the people strongly identify as uh, liberal and that's their whole way of life. Uh, when Trump came around, they uh, lost their shit. And that was all they could occupy their their minds with was how bad Orange Man was. Man, and so I, it did. It kind of like, I mean, it affected their show. And it's uh, a fictional show, yeah. It seems weird to be. Oh yeah, but they would. You know, they've got these little announcements at the beginning before the show actually starts, 
And so the creators are like, well, guys, it happened. We don't know how it happened, but he won the election. And they were, you know, all sad about it. And uh, <laughs> it, not that I care. I don't like Trump either, but it didn't fucking, like, you know, make me lose my shit. Here's my thing. I wonder how much of this rental crisis that's going on right now could have been mitigated by these motherfuckers just charging Trump the, the, the space to rent inside their heads, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, they still do. They got to blame him for everything. Even shit he has nothing to do with. It's still all his fault. It's but the, we're not here to talk about that. Right. 10 minutes of hate. <laughs> Emmanuel Goldstein, 1984, straight out of that playbook. Ooh. Think I'm fucking mm. around? <laughs> I ain't fucking around. <laughs> ain't fucking around. Ain't finding out. <laughs> well, uh, uh, back to Night Vale and their uh, their community radio. This is a uh, um. Well, it's uh, yeah, a message from the the city council. The city council, in cooperation with government agents from a vague yet menacing agency is asking all citizens to stop by the Night Vale Elementary School Gymnasium tonight at 7 for a brief questionnaire about mysterious sights that definitely no one saw and strange thoughts that in no way occurred to anyone. Because all of us are normal, and to be otherwise would make us outcasts from our own community. Remember, if you see something, say nothing, and drink to forget. Oh, my. <laughs> Which uh, gave me uh, three of the ISOs that I sent you. If you see something, say nothing and drink to forget. And then I split it up. If you see something, say nothing and drink to forget. So there's those. I numbered them because I didn't want to give away any jokes. Uh, when I sent you the folder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. See something, say nothing. Damn straight. You didn't see yeah. <laughs> nothing. You didn't hear nothing. You didn't say nothing. Okay, son? Okay? If you see something, <laughs> say nothing. Precisely. Cunty. <laughs> I, like, and, uh, I like the synchronicity between uh, World's Greatest and uh, Night Vale. You know, both kind of playing off of that public radio persona. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's starting good, to give uh, me some ideas. Yeah, it's a good shtick. Uh, they got they they have good writers for the show, and uh, the earlier episodes are my favorite. Like, these were taken from uh, episodes one and two. Well, the pilot, and then the first official episode. Uh, and uh, I got a couple more. And uh, they're just to wrap things up. Sorry, listeners. Not sure what happened in that earlier section of the broadcast. As in, I actually don't remember what happened. Tried to play back the tapes, but they're all blank. And smell faintly of vanilla. The glow cloud, meanwhile, has moved on. It is now just a glowing spot in the distance humming east to destinations unknown. We may never fully understand or understand at all what it was and why it dumped a lot of dead animals on our community. <laughs> but, and I'm going to get a little personal here, that's the essence of life, isn't it? 
Sometimes you go through things that seem huge at the time, like a mysterious glowing cloud devouring your entire community. While they're happening, they feel like the only thing that matters, and you can hardly imagine that there's a world out there that might have anything else going on. And then the glow cloud moves on, and you move on, and the event is behind you. And you may find, as time passes, that you remember it less and less, or absolutely not at all in my case. And you are left with nothing but a powerful wonder at the fleeting nature of even the most important things in life and the faint but pretty smell of vanilla. <laughs> and so that episode, it was called The Glow Cloud. And uh, that's all these episodes. They have a story that permeates through the whole episode. Sometimes they're, uh, uh, they go through multiple episodes to tell the story as well as the community radio part of it there's stuff happening in the town and so that one there was a strange mysterious glowing cloud that came through town it hummed it whistled and then it started dropping dead animals uh, and uh but they were already dead when they were coming out of the cloud so it's cool <laughs> i do have a a clip that's relevant to the the blank tapes portion of that okay i'm gonna play it now <laughs> I, I intentionally left that blank. Doesn't that sound so much better than Rare Encounter? Just that blank. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hear the tape hiss. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Kudos to you, sir. <laughs> oh, that was the wrong one. I thought I had my little doom, 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 oh, but I don't. Ah, but you get it. That is very safe. Sorry to interrupt. Go uh, continue. continue. <laughs> Cunty. <laughs> Cunty. <laughs> I will well, cunt in Cunty. you. <laughs> last last one from Nightvale. Oh, go ahead. Did you guys catch the Cunty that when he said that accidentally on the episode? Because that was like the main thing of that episode that stuck out to me. On the Mofax? No, on it was a it was no agenda, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean there was a Great episode as always, but when Adam accidentally said "cunty" instead of "country" and then just moved past it, I was like, "Like a total it. pro." Yeah. <laughs> well, we we know what he had on his mind, and maybe cunty, on his cunty, breath. Cunty, 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 cunty. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Condoleezza Rice's nickname. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> it's probably her maiden name. <laughs> Condoleezza Cunty. <laughs> hey, it works. <laughs> it works. Let me play this one last thing from uh, Night Vale. It's uh, it's very typical of the way they end their shows, and uh, you know, I, I just like their style. That's all I'm getting at. Dear listeners, here is a list of things, emotions you don't understand upon viewing a sunset. Lost pets found. Lost pets unfound. A secret lost pet city on the moon. Trees that see. Restaurants that hear. 
a void that thinks. A face half seen just before falling asleep. Trembling hands reaching for desperately needed items. Sandwiches. Silence when there should be noise. Noise when there should be silence. Nothing when you want something. Something when you thought there was nothing. Clear plastic binder sheets. Scented dryer sheets. Rain coming down in sheets. Night. Rest. Sleep. End. Good night, listeners. Good night. And the background music always gives it an ominous tone. Yeah, I'm a huge sucker for uh, soundscapes, sound design in general. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what that reminds me of is, have you ever seen Joe Para Talks You to Sleep? No. Mm -mm. It's like a Adult Swim, like 11-minute single standalone thing they made, and it's Joe Para sitting there talking to you, talking to you and, while you fall asleep. And he's like, oh, are you having trouble sleeping? <laughs> me too sometimes. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just going to talk with you. And he's like, talking about like sunsets and just random shit. He plays like voicemails from his phone and, or from his answering machine. And then he talks for like five minutes about Hanover. I think it's Pennsylvania where they make pretzels. And then he gets off oh. on the pretzels and he's, and he's, and he's like, here's some footage of pretzels being made. And it's just like a pretzel <laughs> factory. And then oh, he, so soothing. like, here's something I thought about. Uh, sheds are just tiny barns. <laughs> shit like that and, and they ended up making a whole show called Joe Para Talks to You and it's really fucking good actually uh, <laughs> I think it's got two or three seasons and like there's one episode where he's up he's doing the announcements at uh, this Catholic church in the town he's like talking about what's coming up in the week at the church and then he goes I'm sorry have you guys heard the who before I've just heard <laughs> of them and I can't stop listening <laughs> and they, and they he go, it goes through this whole story like backstory of how he requested uh, uh what's the it's not teenage wasteland but it's called uh bob o'reilly bob o'reilly and he he just it's like you can just play it online dude but no he just keeps <laughs> calling into different radio stations and requesting the same song over and over and dancing around in his house and he's i've been awake for three <laughs> days listening to bob o'reilly <laughs> it's just anyway that uh it that that uh ending an uh announcement or closing thoughts on Night Vale reminded me so much of the Joe Para style of non sequiturs. You know, monotone. I certainly could not fall asleep uh, listening to Night Vale. Um, it would it would give me strange dreams, no doubt. And it looks like they've got uh, one, two, three novels, and then four script books. That kind of oh, very cool. The, yeah, seven seven books total. That's impressive. Holy shit. Are they picture books? I only read books with pictures in them. <laughs> no words, just pictures. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it, words are kind of like a picture because it's a symbol on a piece of paper. You shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you, if you think about it, words are just like hieroglyphs, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at, actually. <laughs>
I still got to go to school to learn how to read hieroglyphs, too. <laughs> Jokes on you. I was homeschooled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need this. Does make me want to start listening to Night Welcome to Night Vale again because it's been years and years since I've actually listened. I'm not all the way caught up, up with, with their uh, with all their uh, recent stuff, but uh, I'm getting there. Yeah, it looks like there was 190 episodes, and most of them. Oh, 190. About, oh. Yeah. About half an hour long, so I don't think. Oh, it for some reason, my uh, podcast uh, app, Podcast Addict, only shows 105. Well, I will say that uh, I'm on the book. Of oh knowledge. no, never mind. It is 190. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say the book, uh, of, book of knowledge never lies. Okay. Well, it would help if I read, like, <laughs> actually read stuff. Uh, is it 100? And is it the? It's not accounting for the ones you already listened to, maybe or something. Oh, it's, um, I don't know why it put 101 and 105 up at the top. Maybe they redid them or something. Maybe just something's up with their RSS, but it is 190. Yes. Thanks, Book of Knowledge. Oh, yeah. No problem. I don't know why I'm talking for Wikipedia. <laughs> you are Wikipedia. We all are Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, not technically an incorrect statement. Not technically. So I'll move on to my uh, more informative podcast. I, uh, well, like, like us all, we, um, we want to use uh, good equipment when we're doing our podcast or uh, uh, recording music. I know uh, all three of us uh, like to do music as well. Yes. But and so, or at least I am. No, so am I, man. Uh, broke all the time. So that's, uh, that's really what this uh, is getting at. This this show I was listening to was uh, um, quality yet affordable uh, music equipment for recording or broadcast. Uh, this is a podcast called, well, it's called The Recording Podcast. It's it's put out by a recording magazine. So, uh, you know, it's a kind of mainstream i guess but it's it sounds really good as a, a top quality sounding podcast and uh well uh, i got a good iso right from the intro shut up we're <laughs> recording i like that one yeah that I, I really like that one i'll probably use that on my own shows shut up we're recording <laughs> You know how many times I've said that to my wife verbatim? <laughs> and then you have to whisper so they know you're recording. It's actually usually just like me muting my mic while someone else is talking and coming out into the kitchen and going, why are you banging pots and pans around? Right now, of all times. Of all time. CSB did a great little cartoon. It's like a woman lighting a candle and then this podcaster going like, your lights are loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Sometimes that shit's loud. God. I'll do another one for bowl after bowl. Your weed's loud. That was a great uh, Kid Cudi line in, um, I remember what song, but he's, neighbors asking, can we turn it down? I said, ain't no music on. She said, no, that weed is loud. <laughs> it is it is that's why you need some incense 
But yes, uh, this uh, recording podcast, um, it had it had three segments, and uh, I'm going to start off with the third segment, uh, just because it, well, it it's um, questions uh, from listeners, and uh, they answer them. These guys are a bit long winded, uh, and so I cut down and edited the answers as best as I could. They might be a little long, but there is good information in there that uh, I, I think I think we could all use. People should know that a lot of the gear that gets reviewed in in Recording Magazine every month is actually reviewed in working studios with actual clients on real jobs. It's not just a kind of a I plugged this in on the weekend and uh, Monday morning wrote about it kind of thing. So, well, it's really fun to see the way a piece of gear can inspire creativity. Absolutely. All right. So our first question is from Al, who asks, my singer is currently looking to put a recording studio together on a budget. Can you spec a system around a vocalist? What vocal mics would you recommend under $300? Monitors? He's getting a used Mac circa 2014 with Logic and a Scarlett audio interface. So need headphones, mic, and monitor recommendations. I'm also thinking he could have some fun with specific vocal plugins like Melodyne, etc. Could use your help on this. All right, so that's the question. And uh, it was a question I want to know. I want to know about microphones under 300 bucks. And, um, well, you know, that's, uh, that's right in my budget for sure. And, uh, well, here's an edited, edited answer. I had to cut it down. Alex already mentioned for mics, the Tech Zone, and there's also the Audio Technica AT2035, I think has been around for like 10 years and is still like a really solid, great workhorse mic for $150. I'll pause it and just say that the, uh, that Audio Technica microphone he just said, that's the one I'm using right now. Oh, well, that's the fine. analog. The AT2035 by Audio Technica. It's Is that a, analog or USB? I missed that part. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, analog. It's phantom power. It's a condenser mic, uh, but it sounds great. You might have that it's same a, one. I just haven't used it in forever. It is a serious microphone. This sucker got hit by a ceiling fan in my old house. The ceiling fan was on high and wobbled itself out of the ceiling and came oh, crashing Jesus. down. <laughs> and uh, dude, I'm so, I'm so fucking worried that that's gonna happen in my master bedroom. We have this giant fucking fan over the bed and it wobbles if you turn it too high i'm like one of these days that thing is gonna fucking kill me oh yeah no you gotta fix that shit now because it will it will work itself out of the ceiling yeah pull, and uh pull those screwdrivers out of your ears from rare encounter and yeah. grab a ladder <laughs> and start tightening that shit up but yeah this microphone was hit by a ceiling fan on high and uh it it still sounds great can i ask so a if that's dumb any question, testament yeah is there any difference between a microphone that would be ideal for actual singing vocals versus uh talking vocals or is it kind of one and the same uh no no there are differences uh different types of microphones have different um traits like their their pickup pattern will be different depending on what it is dynamic uh condenser ribbon uh any of those they will have different sound traits like some have more of a mid-range uh, some have more top end or low end. So, and, and these guys talk about microphones also and, and their, their character traits. And so 
No, it, it really is. It's it all depends on the mic and what type of mic it is. Groovy. Let me uh let me back this up just a little bit and then I'll play it. $150 or you've got companies like Lawton Audio has a $300 LA220. MXL just came out with a brand new Revelation Mini FET that I know Alex is going to be reviewing soon. Companies like Gage and Rode and Lewitt. There's a lot of companies that make sub $300 mics that sound great. The only thing to, to know is most of these at that price point are going to be kind of in the, the neutral does all vanilla category. So if you could save up another hundred dollars or so, I might consider the mini K87, which is kind of the cleaner or the mini K47, which is a more kind of FET 47 punchy sound from Roswell Pro Audio. And another suggestion, again, it's $400, but almost every audio engineer that I know, whenever somebody comes up and says, hey, what's a great first vocal mic? What does everybody say? The Shure SM7B. Um, <laughs> so that's it's one of the most popular studio dynamic vocal mics of all time. And so it's, it's amazing on loud sung vocals for podcasting and voiceovers. Those are great. And then elsewhere, in this podcast, we're also talking with James Young from Aston, who is going to be filling us in on their new $200 Aston Element. So a lot of choices in, in the, the $300 and below range. There you go. The, well, that's the I'm sure SM7B is what Rogan uses. And by default, everybody else. Right. No, I mean it. Like he said, it, it's just a good microphone. There's a reason why everybody uses it, and it's not because of Rogan. It's because it's how much? How much does that one run? That it's like four hundred something bucks. You know, close to five with tax or more, because you got to get uh, you got to get a shock. It's kind of surprising it. that it must be good if somebody like Rogan decided not to spend a bunch more money on something, but like more expensive. Yeah, because they make. They make studio mics that go into the thousands of dollars, you know, mm -hmm. handmade. I'm still using a, shits. I have two analog mics that for my soundboard when I'm making music or want to hook it up to my loop pedal or whatever for my analog, uh, phantom powered soundboard and all that. But I've been using this Yeti X. It's like 180 bucks for, since I started the show. That's what no, oh, yeah. it's okay. It's not great, but it does the job. Well, uh, what, they said right at the end there, um, where they were talking to the uh, the guy, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Joseph Young or something like that. James Young uh, from Aston Microphones. I took some clips of that guy talking to. He's British. He also tends to waffle on. But I was interested in hearing about his microphones because I'm in the market for a good microphone. Not that this... this uh, this audio technica is there's anything wrong with it but i just want something different and just to see see uh if i like it if uh, if it could be a little better i mean this being hit with a ceiling fan uh it sounds good now but if i if i touch the uh, microphone cable the connection tends to uh go mm. and that's not very good so is especially if you go cable, to adjust though, the, the, the microphone the connection yeah, it's the connection. The cable. Yeah. Uh, because when it got hit by the ceiling fan, it also fucked up the uh, the boom arm stand that it was in, so it all fell to the floor. So it was really uh, two sharp shocks to hit the microphone. And so it, it knocked some stuff loose inside there. But uh, let me find a good clip, because this guy, uh, 
James Young. He just uh, goes on and on, but it's very interesting. I would recommend just going and listening to this episode. It's the first episode they did of uh, the recording podcast. And um, him talking about his his company and, and what they're all about uh, was, it was pretty informative. So um, this one's a couple of minutes long, so I apologize. Just bear with me. And uh, it's, like I said, it's informative. Microphone technology development really hasn't changed much since the 30s. You know, basically no. what was a, a ribbon mic is still a ribbon mic and what was a condenser is a condenser and a dynamics, a dynamic. It, it's still the same. So we will come back around to that point when we talk about element in a second. But I've got this kind of line that I trot out to people to explain to them why that is this homogenization of products. It doesn't just apply to the microphone industry or indeed the music industry. It applies to all industries. Why is it that all cars tend to look the same? You know, yeah, you have four by fours and they all look the same or you have sports cars. But there's this homogenization that takes place. And it's basically largely down to, okay, you need a feature set, yes. But after that, you have this interplay between sales, marketing, and engineering in all successful companies. And you often hear phrases like, oh, it's a marketing-driven company, or it's a sales-driven company, or an engineering-driven company. And the key for most successful big corporate companies is to try and find a nice, happy balance between those three things. That happy balance is where the edginess goes, the new ideas stop flowing, and you go to this kind of gray area where everybody's doing the same thing. And the way that I always describe it is that sales guys tend to want something that costs 99 cents and just kind of does what it says on the tin, so they don't have to think about selling it. They can just go, here's the one you want, it's 99 cents. Marketing guys want something that does something that's completely unique or clearly the best at what it does to make their lives easier. And engineering <laughs> engineering departments want to build space rockets and they don't give a crap how much it costs, <laughs> right? So what we did was very unusual because we separated out those departments. I kind of have oversight on all of them, but they don't meet together. So the engineers are allowed to basically build rocket ships. They're allowed to go away and build whatever the hell they want to and, and experiment. And the marketing team are allowed to come up with whatever crazy ideas they want to and so on and so forth. And then we try and draw the best bits from those and be edgy with the decision making in all three areas, both sales, marketing and engineering. And that's where a lot of the magic comes from. Uh, yeah, a long way to go for him to talk about his company, but uh, I did like the uh, the analogy. Sometimes the native ad is good. Oh yeah, you know sometimes, but it it's uh, it's not because this guy was paying to have his mics uh, um, featured on this show. It's because uh, they are actually good microphones, and um, you can check them out at astonmics.com. He's got some good ones. The one that um, James Young, the CEO of, of the company, the one he's talking in is called the Stealth. And that is a dynamic microphone comparable to the, the Shure SM7B, except that it's got really cool features where, unlike the Shure SM7B or most other high-end microphones, it only has one uh, sound characteristic. But with the Stealth... It's got uh, selectors where you can select uh, the type of sound characteristics you want to get out of the microphone. And it's under 400 bucks, well before taxes. And, and that's, that's pretty fucking cool. The, just the, uh, you know, the way they innovate and, uh, and be creative. Like what he was saying, just letting the engineers uh, go and, and do their thing and, and come back. 
and uh, not try and stifle any one department in his company. I found it very interesting. Now, there's this Starlight mic. Yeah. It says it's got it's got uh, laser targeting. Is that like? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. From a distance. Oh, Sounds oh like yeah, okay. It must be a like shotgun you can point mic. It at, you pointed at a certain thing and like maybe a, a far away and it records it like a spy. Device. Oh yeah, so, yeah, it is okay. It is like a shotgun mic where yeah you can you can sight it in and oh that'd be kind of neat for nature sounds and whatnot. Just point it at a bird, die bird. <laughs> you can blind it and record it. <laughs> it's got a nine out of ten from Music Tech. <laughs> uh, they they do have a lot of good reviews. Um you know and it's obvious he didn't he didn't pay to to be on this podcast that they were um legitimately interested in his products. I don't they don't list their prices. No, they don't. You had to find a, a dealer to find it out. Sweetwater, like Sweetwater Music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked them out and they they usually have good prices on things. Um and now, uh, what really perked up my ears during this show was uh, a number drop. And we'll find out which number that is. As part of the whole process of developing Element, we came up with this idea of every other mic that we have developed, we've developed with the Aston 33 panel, which is this panel of very top-end engineers, producers, and artists. The reason it's called the Aston 33, by the way, is because in the early days when we did the Origin and the Spirit, we started off with 33 top producers and engineers on this panel. And it was people like Rick Simpson, who produced the last five Coldplay albums, and Chris Porter, who was producer and engineer for George Michael for 12 years and did some of David Bowie's early stuff as well. You know, so really top people in the industry. And they became our ears for the development of the sound. And as the company has grown, that panel has grown to what is almost 700 <laughs> top flight engineers, producers and artists around the world now. These people have engaged with us, not on a paid basis, but because they love the brand and they love what we're doing. So they basically engage with us in terms of testing by listening, doing blind listening tests on audio files, all the way through the process of the development of the mics. From the very start, when we first start choosing capsules and we start developing the PCB, the electronics, all the way through to the finished product. And every product we've ever released has had their sign-off, not ours. We have not chosen the sound as a company. They have guided the entire sound process and they're the ones that sign off on the final product. Yes, I thought that was interesting, dropping 33 in there three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And... uh you know, but uh, it's also an interesting concept of having people outside the company um, do blind test to uh, let you know the sound that they want and, and help you develop the best product. Obviously, I'm not being paid by Aston Microphones. It's just I'm interested in sound gear and finding a good, affordable microphone because I'm uh, not made of money or anything. And uh, But I... I want to uh, to have the best uh, sound that I can uh, for what I'm doing and where I'm at. And, and so uh, that's, that's why I found it interesting the way uh, they develop their products. And uh, with those other microphones, the, all the ones except for one, he uses a big panel of people, of professionals, to give feedback and their opinions. And then with their most recent one, the Element, it was more... Uh, uh, 
open source, I guess. Uh, I think that's what they say. Not crowd, not crowdfunded because the people didn't pay to develop the mic, but they went out and they just got average people like us, non-professionals or semi-professionals to uh, do the same thing. Give their feedback on the sound that they wanted to hear from a microphone. And uh, they built this thing from the ground up. Um, not necessarily with affordability in mind, but it became very affordable. And that also perked up my ears. Because uh, I like money, though. <laughs> now, which uh, I, I'd forgotten which one specifically they were talking about. Uh, in that last clip, he was talking about all their all their microphones, oh, except as a, as for... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the element is the one that I'm interested in and the one I, I want to play uh, a little bit about uh, the, the, the development, the peer review part of the development. So when we came down to element, we thought, this is a mic for the people. This is a mic that's going to cost $200. You know, it's not a $1,000, $2,000 out of reach aspirational product here. Should we not be asking the people who are going to use it what they want? And it sounds like a simple concept, but it's something that has never, ever been done in the pro audio field before. We were arguing yesterday, like when we were putting together these questions is, would you call it a, like a crowdsourced mic or is it like the first mic of public opinion or public vote? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not crowdsourced because we didn't fund it that way, but we wanted people to actually be truly involved in the sound development, not just as a marketing gimmick. What was scary about this? First of all, no company's ever done it before. People have been involved in things like interface design by committee. That's different because you can say, yeah, I like these sliders or I want the knobs over there. And a, and a company can very easily get, especially with software, get a feel for what people want. But with sound, nobody's ever done it. And it's a scary thing to do, I tell you. It sounds simple. But as a company to say, we're starting from scratch. We're going to show you what this sounds like when it's not developed and we're going to put it up against all the best competitors on the market and we want you to tell us what you like what you don't like and we're going to develop it live in public with all of you until we get to the point where you like our mic best and then we'll put it out there and of course the danger for us was we might not have got to that point <laughs> we might have gone through three four five rounds and been pulling our hair out and you know losing votes but we did this with a completely peer-reviewed process so we had two major UK publications involved in peer-reviewing the data. I've also been through with you as well. And basically, we got to the point where over 4,000 end users, not professionals, you know, people who are amateurs and semi-professionals, had voted on various different stages of blind listening tests. And that is the mic that we put out to market. Yeah, so they, they did quite a few tests. Holy shit. <laughs> I love that. And that one's the one that runs like 200 bucks? Yeah, yeah. And... I mean, if it's any indication as to the quality that their mics have, like I said, uh, the British guy, uh, James Young, he's talking on one of his mics, the uh, the Stealth, which is the the big dynamic mic, which that itself is also affordable. It's like three forty nine at at a Sweetwater or something. Now, and here's my complaint because I'm looking at the. Uh this company does the same thing that everybody else does, and it's something that's pissed me off. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up just soundproofing up one side of my room in here. I have to put the foam up on the other side, and that should balance everything out. I just haven't gotten around to it. But they sell the portable ones, where if you're someone else, you just stick it behind there. And it's just like oh, yeah. a, a concave piece of foam that goes around the mic. Those things cost 300 400 bucks. 
What the yeah. hell is up with that? I do not know. I don't understand why that that is so expensive. It's stupid expensive. Yeah, and I have one, and the one I had, it's uh, it's not. It doesn't surround it. It's like a rectangle that folds in on the sides, so it doesn't. It's not like a circular oval that kind of comes around the whole mic. And this, you know, this one was like 50, 60 bucks, but the the ones that are supposed to be good, it's just a piece of foam that cost you four hundred dollars. I don't understand. I don't either. I, I really don't. And if it's materials or or something like that, I, I don't know. That company but, that you're talking about is selling them or Sweetwater selling their brand of it and it's three forty nine or three. Yeah, I, I saw that. And that, that's what I don't understand that because everything else is so affordable, but uh, that yeah. accessory is not at all. Maybe I'm just not missing some because every company has it at about that price range. No, you're right. You're right. And I've read up on them to try and see, like, why the fuck are they so expensive? What are they made of? Is it, you know, is it from aliens? Is that why? And the aliens are uh, not cheap? <laughs> There's tiny little, like, finger-sized aliens that land in those spaceships. Very rarely. <laughs> I guess. That's, that's, yeah. Those I spaceships guess. are the are what they make it out of, the little oval. I, uh, I took several clips from this podcast with this guy, uh, talking about his microphone, but for uh, time's sake, I'm obviously not going to get to them, but I have one more, and it's just, uh, it's about the sound of the Element microphone and uh, kind of a, a wrap-up of everything. So, here we go. Awesome. Well, I'm really impressed with this so far. Thank you. It looks different. It sounds really good. I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, even though it's kind of a moving coil-ish mic, which we usually think, oh, well, moving coil mics tend to be a little bit more mid-punchy, a little darker. This has plenty of top end. It's got a great mm -hmm. low end response. We're actually going to do something, our own version of public opinion. So I'm not going to be the only reviewer at the magazine reviewing this mic. I'm going to do I some, some, cool. some tests here. And then we're going to send it off to a friend of ours who is one of our reviewers, David Blasco, who is a professional uh, touring and studio drummer, who's going to actually put it on all the elements of a kit. You know, he's going to try it on kick drum and toms and room mic. and No pun and, intended. <laughs> and that sort of thing. And then we're going to send it to our associate editor, Alex Hawley. He's going to try it on acoustic guitar and guitar amps. And so we're going to kind of collate all of our data as reviewers and, and kind of give our opinion. So looking oh, forward I think that's to that. Great. I think that's great. You know, normally if you heard that from a reviewer, you'd be starting to sweat a little bit as a new product came out. But I think because this whole project was done by open source, if you like development, you know, people getting involved in the development process on a large scale, we're pretty confident it's going to do very well. Yeah. So there you go. And, and uh, I don't think he said it in that clip, but the host there, the interviewer, he's speaking on the on the uh, element microphone. Oh, oh, that's, and that's the, okay, wow. That's the, the $200. Sounds one. better than the British guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, listening to that has convinced me uh, to buy it. So I've got one coming in the mail. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so, the, so the British guy's talking on the, like the $350 one, and the he's host talking, is talking on, on the, the stealth. $200 one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the stealth. I was thinking the host sounded better. Wow. I mean, but the stealth, I, I looked into that one too, and, and I really thought about it because it's uh, it's got all the various settings to, um, uh, you know, to um, make it a type of microphone that you want. It's not just uh, one, but it's got four different settings. So uh, I, I like that. But then again, I also I like British the price. People just have, I think British people just have voices 
make them sound like they're talking on a shitty microphone. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just... You know, we've learned like anything on that show, we've learned that. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, of course, this yes. Show, I mean, yeah. Any show, any show that features a British guy, of course, yes. Mm. I'm looking through this. Just talking cap. shit, because we had Mad Chuck and Goof's always on here. Yeah, I know, yes. <laughs> and we love, I love those guys. Uh, I'm looking through their catalog for the recording podcast, and they've got an episode called Recording Drums with Eddie Kramer, which I am absolutely yes. going to seek out. That's Because he's done uh, oh, some yeah, of my I was, favorite albums, man. I was, uh, you know, I, I almost had a tough time, like, picking what episode to uh, do, but I wanted to do really just an introductory thing, and um, so I started with episode one, like I did with Night Vale. I started with the first two episodes to take clips from and uh you know just to give people an introduction to the show and, and what it's about and uh yeah i mean even in this episode episode one they talk with a uh recording engineer that worked with uh tom petty on uh, his wildflowers cd and worked in the for the remaster and and remastering it for uh um dolby mm. uh whatever uh dolby atmos which is like the newest uh, Dolby uh, format, which is like, I think it's seven four. So you got seven speakers and then <laughs> four extra satellite speakers that are, um, oh, what they're, they're like, uh, like uh, above everything. So they're like top speakers. So you got everything around you and you got a sub, but you also have uh, speakers that are above everything. And so it gives you like a more of a, a surrounding type of sound if, if you're into that. And so, and I almost took some clips from that, from that guy, uh, whatever his name is. Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. Oh, they don't even give the guy's name in the, uh, in the little name blurb Bob about the episode. I see they listed but Eric Bob. Singer. Uh, is that Eric Singer, the drummer by chance or a different dude? Uh, maybe, uh, now a recording, recording magazine, that's, uh, part of, uh, Coop Studios in Colorado. And so I'm not sure if Eric Singer, uh, is, is that guy or not? I'm thinking of Brian Singer. I was like so confused for a second. Uh, Eric Singer, he's a drummer. He did Alice Cooper for the longest time. He's on, uh. Hit him, huh? Oh yeah, he did a <laughs> Kiss Revenge and uh, Carnival of Souls, and um, oh okay, yeah, he's he's been Peter Chris for the longest fucking time ever since. Uh, oh well, do you know what he sounds like? I uh, no, he was the one that read the uh, the listener question. Uh, this guy. All right, so our first question is from Al. Who? So that's that's Eric Singer. I'm not sure. This would require further investigation because if it yeah. is. Him, I'd be even more sold because he's a he's a really killer drummer. Unfortunately, pay, playing for Kiss over the past couple of years is um, how do I say this nicely? Is really dumbed down his uh, playing style. Oh, probably uh, that that Eric Singer it says uh, was born in '58. Oh, oh, uh, consulting book of knowledge, 1958 for Eric Singer, uh, aka Peter Chris. Oh, interesting. Probably. You might have a double whammy on your hands here, bud. <laughs> bud. Hey there, bud. <laughs> hey there, fuckface. 
<laughs> I, I started quoting some of those to the keeper last night. I was like, this is America, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> How do you get a job here? I do that, fuck face. I do that all the time at work and at multiple different jobs. And I nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. Ta-ta, they're retard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't got no authority over me, bitch. I take cops' badges oh, you, all the you time. You don't have no authority over me, bitch. <laughs> oh, you you're know what? You're fired. Your, life. your life's about to be over. <laughs> I mean, you're threatening me? You're taking out of context there, pal. What's up there, Change. Chomo? Listen here. <laughs> Chomo? <laughs> <laughs> I take cops' badges all the time. Yeah. I, just I take cops' life. badges all the time doing it. <laughs> ah, but this never gets old. Smoker. That just keeps getting funnier. Oh, uh, you got to find some of his videos. You can find them on YouTube. But yeah, oh, there you I go, did. guys. Yeah, uh, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> sorry for uh, breaking your rules and not doing a in a stream show. Um, but I mean, I can't talk shit on everybody all all at once. So, you know, that's, that's all good. Rules are meant to be broken. Well, I, I hope it was helpful. The uh, the the talk about microphones and 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 they that I would check out that podcast. Uh, there are only a few episodes right now. But at least they are still doing them. A lot of these these podcasts have stopped. You know, some producer will put out a podcast and and then just stop doing it. So hopefully, Recording Magazine will uh, keep putting these out because they are very helpful, especially people like me that uh, don't know what the fuck they're doing. But I'm trying to learn. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm fairly happy with the mic that uh, Darren O recommended through um, Larry. It's the Samson Q2U. What I'm looking at is uh, getting a submix and figuring out how I can incorporate it with the Roadcaster because uh, I'm not sure if I'll be able to sell the Roadcaster or not. I'm not sure if people still want it like they wanted it last year or wanted, wanted it last year. Oh, right. Yeah, a lot of podcast gear has gone way up just because everybody was staying at home and uh, that's all they were doing. Like even the Motu M2, uh, that was... That was inexpensive when I bought it. Now all of a sudden, it's uh, it's gone way up. I mean, you can still find it for cheap in some places, but a lot of people are wanting way too much money for them. The Mo Two might be the key piece that I've been missing because I've been wanting to split out my clips, ISOs, and musics onto three separate tracks or three separate faders, I should say. Um, just because there's so many varying volume levels for everything but, oh uh, yeah yeah well the m2 i can't do any of that stuff with you got to get like uh the mk4 right. uh or something and uh i mean I, they're a good good product and I, I like the noise reduction that's the main thing with the motu is uh cutting down on the usb noise oh nice hell yeah yeah because before when i was using the behringer usb interface the uca triple two uh that was noisy as fuck and they did nothing about it so i had a constant high-end hum yeah the roadcaster is a little part buzzy. Of the character of hogs <laughs> added character yeah oh, the I, added I, character that <laughs> pissed me the fuck off i went uh, back and honestly i, I, I kind of missed it when it went away though like i didn't i'm, I'm glad I was, you felt that way but i went was, back uh, and i i listened to uh my first appearance uh last week or a week before last. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this show's come so far in the past year, just in how clear and dynamic everything sounds. 
Oh yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen I listened to, to my first episodes. appearance, and I was like, "Holy shit, I've come so hard, so much." <laughs> <laughs> I put two and two together there, and decided that you're pissing me off. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me on here. Um, yeah, how do we end uh, these things? <laughs> yeah, not the not the Bemrose way. That's for sure. He's got one joke, and he's sticking to it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, well, yes. Oh, hell yeah! Thank you for joining us, Fletcher. Uh, as we tell everybody, it's an open invite, so whenever you want to do it, uh, we keep the same similar times and hope to see you back. Oh, for sure. No, I'd, I'd be glad to come back. I'd be glad to come. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, we got about five minutes. This is, like, the most on-time episode we've ever done. Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm glad, uh... Clips didn't run over. That's some good That's pretty, shit. pretty darn close. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I, uh, I've i been Booberry Mothman in the Miniocalypse from Behind the Schemes, and I'll catch you next time. I've been Sir Sir Seat Sitter from Abs in a Six Pack. Holy shit. I'm pretty sure I was Fletcher the whole time, but uh, I'm still going to fuck your fun hole. Fun time. If you, if you went on uh, misinformation and you said Rare Encounter was good, I think you might be wrong. If you see something, say nothing. If you see something, say nothing. And drink to forget. That's pretty good. Pretty darn close. That was it. Just slap it on. Come on, slap it on. Just slap it on. Come on, slap it on. Just slap it on. I am your Shut up! wanted a little bit of Warren Zevon, and when don't I want a little bit of Warren Zevon in the morning? Lawyers, guns, and N95 masks. And of course we're going to do it live today. We have a bit of fun along the way. This message was brought to you by Coca-Cola. And drink to forget. That's pretty good. Pretty darn close. If you if you went on uh, misinformation and you said Rare Encounter was good, I think you might be wrong. That was it. Cunty.